Welcome into the Louisville Bats Franchise at 40 podcast. It is episode zero, the intro episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Nick Curran, Louisville Bats radio broadcaster, and uh, looking forward to bringing this podcast to you over the next uh, few months and uh, throughout the season. A lot of the people that have made this Louisville baseball franchise what it has been over the last 40 years. We invite you to uh, like, comment, subscribe, all those things, rate us uh, however you're listening to the podcast, and we certainly appreciate that you have found us, and uh, we look forward to a lot of conversations with a lot of the folks that have both helped start this franchise in a lot of cases and uh, made an impact on it over the years. It began back in 1982, and we get set to enter the 2022 season. Now opening night for the Bats is on April 5th at Louisville Slugger Field. It'll be the start of a 150-game season, and uh, looking forward to 75 home games at Louisville Slugger Field this year. Before we get started with this intro episode, a reminder, you can go to BatsBaseball.com to keep up with everything going on in the world of the bats and uh, get your ticket information there. Promotions are available as well right now and, uh, and much, much more team info, etc. all at batsbaseball.com. Now this will be an intro, no interview this week, just kind of laying out what we're going to be doing over the next, uh, well, bunch of weeks, and hopefully as long as this can keep going, we'll be able to keep doing it and finding different folks to talk to uh, as we have various conversations about how this franchise came to be and with the people that have molded it into what it is today, a staple in the Louisville community and uh, a staple in the baseball community as well. Uh, the, the city of Louisville is world-renowned for a number of things, including, of course, basketball, bourbon, who could forget that, and and horse racing with the Kentucky Derby. But uh, another one that a lot of folks may not immediately have come to their mind is baseball. It's been a fixture in Louisville going back to the 1800s, in fact. In 1876, the Louisville Grays were a charter member of the National League, played in two seasons as a major league team. Then a gambling scandal involving players caused the team to fold, unfortunately, after the 1877 season. Then in 1882, the Louisville Eclipse formed and played in the American Association, which was a major league at that time. Played through 1891. Uh, the team became known as the Colonels beginning in 1885 and a lot of uh, callbacks to the heritage of the Louisville Colonels name, which we'll get to more of here in a second. The association folded after the 1891 season and the Colonels joined the National League, played there through 1899, still, again, Major League Baseball. But in 1900, the owner, Barney Dreyfus, bought controlling interests of the Pittsburgh Pirates, he took 14 of the Colonels players with him to Pittsburgh, including, in fact, uh, Honus Wagner. That ended Louisville's run in Major League Baseball. Uh, never in the Major Leagues again, but baseball did return to the city in 1902. It was at the AAA level and sort of a reborn American association as a minor league. Uh, the Colonels played there through the 1962 season. Uh, they were a Red Sox farm team in the 40s and 50s. Then Boston moved the AAA operation to San Francisco after the 1955 season. You can uh, imagine the logistical issues the Red Sox probably had in the mid-50s trying to get players back and forth uh, from the big leagues and to uh, San Francisco and vice versa. Uh, 
Uh, the team then became affiliated in Louisville with the Washington Senators in 1956 and moved to Fairgrounds Stadium, which, of course, became Old Cardinal Stadium. Uh, they moved there in 1957. In uh, 59, the team became a Milwaukee Braves affiliate, and then the, the American Association folded yet again after the 1962 season. Now, going back to the 30s, there was also uh, a brief stint from about uh, the early 30s to around 1932, where uh, Louisville also had a Negro Leagues franchise, the Louisville Black Caps, and then the Louisville White Sox as well. So certainly a proud tr tradition uh, of baseball in the city, uh, continuing to get more current after the 1967 season, ownership of the Toronto Maple Leafs, which was an international league team, appropriately enough, moved their team to Louisville, renamed them the Colonels. They played through the 1972 season at Fairgrounds Stadium as a Boston Red Sox affiliate. And there are a lot of folks kind of entrenched with the Red Sox in this city. And that a large reason why uh, the franchise then had to move because the Kentucky state fair board announced it was going to renovate fairground stadium for football uh, for university of Louisville football. That was its home field for a long time, which we'll get into over the, the course of this podcast, but uh, made it unsuitable for baseball at the time, the, the renovations they did for football. So the team moved to Pawtucket, Rhode Island. It played as the Pawtucket Red Sox through the 2019 season. It's since moved to Worcester, but has been very much entrenched as the Red Sox triple a team up there in the Northeast, right near Boston. Um, and, so baseball was gone until we get to the early 80s. And that's when a, a lot of events came together, which we'll really get into over the episodes of this podcast. But first, uh, a businessman, A. Ray Smith, owned the Tulsa Driller, Drillers, was in the AA Texas League, then to the Pacific Coast League in 1966, then to the American Association when that league revived yet again in 1969. A uh, very successful franchise, won five league titles, but uh, the stadium was deteriorating. Euler Park, as it was known, was 43 years old, and uh, A. Ray Smith couldn't secure public support to replace or, or rebuild a new ballpark, so decided to move the team, move them to New Orleans as the Pelicans in 1977. A very short stint there, then moved on to Springfield, Illinois in 1978, as the Redbirds, a team that was the uh, the affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals going as the Redbirds made sense, a geographical sense as well there in Springfield, but was uh, was looking to move the team maybe to a bigger market and really make a splash. Always had his eyes on, on major league ownership as well here in Louisville. Uh, there was a, a strike in baseball in the early 80s, 1981, the the Olmers have become a, a name synonymous with this franchise. Dan Olmer and his son Gary, who was the longtime president of the franchise, took a trip to New York to see a Mets game, but couldn't do it because the teams had gone on strike. So they sat in the hotel, as the story goes, and uh, watched a minor league game, a triple A game on TV because those were the games on TV at the time with the big leagues on strike. And uh, it crossed Mr. Olmer's mind, Dan, that, well, why couldn't Louisville have uh, a team like this? They should have a triple A baseball team. And so uh, that was the spark from this side of it. And uh, it ended up being a, a great match as A-Ray moved the 
Redbirds to Louisville after the 1981 season, as in fact the Louisville Redbirds, a tremendous success here. A. Ray Smith was the minor league executive of the year in 1982 and 1983. The team welcomed a million fans through the gates in 1983. Uh, there's a whole book written about it, which we'll hopefully get into over the course of this podcast as well, but uh, an unprecedented thing at that time uh, he ended up selling the team after the 1986 season and tried then unsuccessfully to bring baseball to St. Petersburg Florida also tried to buy the Reds in 1985 but uh, March shot outbid him of course uh, kind of a visionary in that way baseball now in the St. Pete Tampa area with the Tampa Bay race but uh, of course the Redbirds played at Cardinal Stadium through the 1999 season it had been renovated for baseball in 1981 in, in preparation of a, a team returning uh, after the the Louisville football renovation sort of flop but played there through 1999 but more moving downtown to its current home Louisville Slugger Field in 2000 and we'll get into the logistics of that and moving and the decisions that were made and the options that were around at the time but uh, ultimately the decision made to build the ballpark downtown at the corner of Preston and Maine and that has worked out great uh, in 2022 we celebrate the 40th anniversary of this franchise and the return of baseball to Louisville there have been many folks who have been part of the franchise in the front office on the field or even in the stands a whole lot of folks have also covered the team over the years a lot of faces have made an impact on the franchise beginning as a Cardinals affiliate until 1997 then a couple of years of the Brewers and then of course the Reds top affiliate from the year 2000 until now the goal of this podcast is to celebrate the 40 years of this franchise by celebrating the moments people and fixtures that have made this organization what it is. We'll chat with people from throughout the history of the organization who have worked here in the front office, played, coached, or managed here, and with media members and, of course, radio broadcasters who have witnessed baseball reborn in this city. From the first season in 1982 to a million fans in 1983 to two AAA All-Star games, a new ballpark, and many moments in between, we'll chat with folks who were there and who can share their memories about the franchise and there's really only one person who can be the first guest it's the guy who's worked in this team's front office longer than anyone bats team president greg galliette he will be our guest on episode one coming soon to itunes stitcher soundcloud and wherever you get your podcasts greg will be the first guest a great conversation with greg he's been around longer than anybody and able to take us through a lot that has happened in this organization's history uh, a, a lot of the last 40 years greg has been around and has seen this uh, this place undergo uh, a huge transformation from the 80s till now a new ballpark uh, new affiliations etc so he is the perfect person to get this thing started with we will talk to him again rate comment subscribe throw us a like whatever you can do um but if you subscribe guarantee yourself that you won't miss an episode and uh looking forward to having greg on as episode one that will be coming up next week thanks for being with us this week and for sitting through this intro episode episode zero i'm nick curran bats president greg galliott next week it is louisville bats the franchise at 40 We'll talk to you then with Greg. Thanks so much for being with us this week.